everyone's kind of like, oh, we're going into another national lockdown. Uh, but I'm really excited. There's an opportunity that we have when we're in lockdown that we don't have any other time. It's like the reset button is being pushed. And we have to be outside of the church walls. We have to be engaging with people online. We have to be looking out for our neighbors and our friends, actually showing the love of Jesus to them that we couldn't do probably outside of lockdown. People are more open to what the, the Spirit has to say, what Jesus says about them. Alpha, all the numbers are going up over lockdown. More and more people are trying to ask the big questions of life. And you and I are in the position to help. So as we go on to Zoom on Thursday nights for our Minster communities, uh, we're going to be praying. As we go online on Zoom for our Sunday services, we're still going to be worshipping. We're still going to be unpacking God's word. We're still going to be praying and prophesying over those who we know. You just get to stay at home. So you don't have to come out when it's wet. You don't have to get in the car. You can stay in your PJs if you want. It's a winner all round. So we're going to be doing that. Um, and just keep an eye on our social media. That's the easiest way to know what we're going to be doing during that. We will send links around. We'll be sending stuff out through the week uh, for you to engage with. With that in mind, there is something really exciting that you need to know. We are getting a curate next summer. And so they write... Oh, no, I'm joking. Uh, Laura and... Uh, Caitlin and Mike. Laura is going to be our curate. Um, who's great. These guys are like, what's a curate? Um, so, so Laura's currently training at St. Melitus in London, uh, which is amazing. And they are currently living in Aylesbury in Buckinghamshire. I need to let you know the Oxford Diocese are not impressed that we're nicking another person into the Midlands. Uh, but these guys are wonderful. They are passionate about making Jesus known um, and getting stuck into to Telford. They're going to be living in Aqueduct, uh, which is not far from here, and reaching out across Telford with our vision to making Jesus known. So do grab them at the end. Have a chat to them. We're going to stay socially distanced in here, uh, not outside. But please keep that distance, it's really important. We're currently in our series on identity, that we know who we are because of who Jesus is. And that's really important for our vision as a church, to make Jesus known in Telford. We've got that vision to, to, to grow a minster church for the town centre, and a minster is there to kind of send people out on mission to those who don't know him. The minsters that were planted back in the previous centuries and centuries and centuries ago, they were planted to be a mission hub for that area. Telford Minster is going to be a mission hub for Telford and for Shropshire. We're looking to plant 10 churches in the next five years. So if church planting isn't part of your thing, guess what? Tough, because we're all part of it. 
Whether you are five years old or whether you are 95 years old, we've got the call to go and to make disciples and to make Jesus known wherever we are. There are almost 200,000 people that live in Telford and less than 1% of them are currently in churches. That's pretty huge. We've got work to do. How about instead of going after the one who's already in church, we reimagine what the church could be like and we go after the 99% who aren't currently in church. Isn't that exciting? The gloves are off. We get to reimagine what God is going to be doing in our nation. So Laura and Caitlin and Mike, you guys are coming at the best time because they're going to help us to reimagine what God's doing. Each one of us in this room is going to help us reimagine what the church in 20 years' time is going to look like. I'm pretty excited. I know you are all smiling behind your masks. Some of you are absolutely freaking out. That's okay. Because you've got a place. You are uniquely placed to reach out to those 199,000 in Telford who don't yet know him. And that's why we're looking at being unique. Because when we know who we are and whose we are, it changes how we act. Us knowing that we belong to the king, us knowing that we're adopted and chosen and saved, friends with him, free, known, loved and equipped, it means it changes our perspective of who we are and who God's called us to be. We get to go out and tell people about him because he changes the very fabric of our being. I don't know about you, but... I wouldn't be standing here if I didn't know Jesus. I was thinking about this uh, during the, the last lockdown. How do people survive without being part of a church? I just don't know. But guess what? How about we go and tell them about Jesus and we bring them in kicking and screaming into the church? Wouldn't that be fun? It means we're going to have to not be sniffy about who walks through the door. It means we can't all be white, middle-class people. We're going to have to shift the way we do things. So, let's have a look at 1 Corinthians. If you've got your Bibles, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 20. And it says this. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we are all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it would not be for that reason to stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But if in fact God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be, 
If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. This is the word of the Lord. Wowzers, you guys are turning into Anglicans. What's going on? We're all part of one body. Us in this room, us as the church in Telford, us as the church worldwide are one body. How many of us have stubbed our toe and said some fairly unpleasant things? If there was one part of my body I would change, it would be the ingrown toenails that are just agony. Like, I think if I, when I meet the Lord face to face, I'm going to say, come on, Lord, what is with ingrown toenails? That's not cricket. That must be part of the fall. Because they hurt, they stop you running, it's just not okay. If one part hurts, we all hurt. If one part is missing, we all lose out. So it's really important that we are all here. I started speaking on this passage when I was a youth worker. And I said, okay guys, what's your favorite part of the body? And you can imagine, the youth didn't have a single clue what was going on. Like, that was ample time to make smutty jokes. The youth leaders were in absolute fits of laughter. But the young people were like, oh, I don't know. The youth didn't get it, but the leaders did. But we do this unconsciously all the time. We kind of assume that people will be like leaders or preachers or uh, worship leaders or operations people or whatever, we kind of assume that parts of the body are more better than others. But guess what? They're not. We all need to play our parts as part of the body. We can't detract things because we'll all be weaker. We cannot be Telford Minster if we only act and behave as one person. How crazy would that be? Without letting each other be unique. If Telford Minster always looked like me, I'm really sorry, it'll be terribly boring. If Telford Minster only looked like Harry, it would be very hairy, but we'd all be missing out. We all have to play our unique part. Each one of you, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're in the middle, have a part to play. You are one of a kind. You each have unique gifts. The Father, Son, and the Spirit don't change. They are one. They are one. They don't change. But the makeup of the church changes all the time. Only you can be you. And that's something to celebrate. Only you can be Kevin. Only you can be Tam. Only you can be Pauline. Their roles are taken. You can't be them. So how about we step up and we be ourselves? 
If we all looked the same, we couldn't even possibly scratch the surface of reaching out to those people who don't know Jesus. Because Pauline has uniquely Pauline people to reach. I have uniquely Matt people to reach. We can't be the church if we all look the same. Yes, it would make a really easy life because we would all get on. But guess what? That's not what God's called us to. He has called you to be uniquely you. You are unique. When God made you, he broke the mold. <laughs> I remember my, my parents having an absolute argument with my neighbors as we were growing up. And my dad shouted over the fence, well, when God made you, he broke the mold. And it's like, great. It's not an insult anymore. It's actually uniquely what God has called us to be. When God broke you, when God made you, he broke the mold. You have a unique history. You have lived your life, whether they are five years or 95 years, in a very precise way. You have a unique history. You have a unique relationship of how God met you. We've got to start telling those stories. God has given you unique talents and gifting in whatever measure they are to be you. You might even have a unique calling into the workplace or to be a teacher or, the Lord forbid, a vicar. But he's given you a unique calling to be you. I cannot be Gareth. I'd love the accent, though. If we aren't ourselves, we all miss out. If you don't be you, we all miss out. If you don't bring yourself to the gathering place that is church, we all miss out. Because guess what? You have a place in this community. Think about that for a second. You have a place to be you at Telford Minster. It means when you walk through the door, you're part of family. When you walk through the door, we love you. When you walk through the door, you're accepted. Because without you being here, we all miss out. So if it's like, oh, do you know what? I just can't be bothered to be a Christian this week. We all miss out. Be authentically you. Whether things are great or whether they're not, whether we are walking into church on our knees because the week has been brutal, that's okay because you need to be uniquely you. If you walk in and you're like, yay, we're going into another lockdown, you can be uniquely you, even though everyone might be like, we hate you right now. British culture says we've got to have like a stiff upper lip. We can't show weakness at all. 
And kind of in our culture, church has kind of been held up in the same sort of way. We can't show any chink of weakness because if we do, we can't possibly be who God wants us to be. It's kind of underwritten in our culture. The answer is, it's nonsense. If we need to cry, we cry. You, there will be times where you see me crying. Just someone bring a bucket because there's just a wet mess. If we're going to be happy, we're going to be happy. If there's going to be joy, there's going to be joy. If there's laughter, there's going to be laughter. All the parts that God has made us to be have a place here. Jesus in Mark 2 talks about um, it's not the, the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. It's not those who have it all together who are allowed to be part of the church. I can tell you that right now. I am not all together. I'm sure all of us in this room are not all together. It's not the sorted who get to be part of the church, but everyone who knows that they are a human being, that they can't live up to the standard that God has. Those who are needy, those who are fallen, those who are heartbroken, those who are in trouble, those who are, are somehow at the top of their game and those who are just holding it together, hoping that nothing is going to set them off. No one is ever going to stop you at the door and say you can't be part of this church because you don't have it all together. God meets us in the brokenness of where we are and says, come on in. Come on in. God didn't say uh, to Peter, listen, mate, I'd really love you to be a disciple, but you're a bit of a hothead. You can't be part of this. He goes, no, 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 come on in. He says to Judas, listen, mate, you're going to betray me, um, but you can't come in because of what you might do in a couple of years' time. No, he says, come on in. How about you? What's God saying to you? Maybe you've got an addiction to something. Maybe you're just just about holding it together. Maybe you're suffering with uh, some mental ill health. Maybe you're thinking, oh, I don't know if I'm going to pay the bills this week. You've got a place here. You still get to play your unique part. The unique part that you have to play is that maybe you've got contacts that you know need to be in here, but only you can chat to Jesus about them. What gifts do you have that you're bringing into this gathering, whether on Zoom or whether in person? Maybe you've got the best singing voice in the universe. My shower will tell you that I do. Whatever you've got, you get to be put into place. What has God given you to do? The thing is, we can't be Telford Minster if we don't use every single one of the gifts that God has given us to use. It's not just all about preaching and leading. 
It's not all just about a leading worship or kids in schools work or being the best curate in the universe. It's about each of us playing our own parts. It's about reaching out to the, the local police because you've got years and years of history of being in the police force. Maybe it's you reaching out to your school kids because you're a teacher and you've got access. Maybe it's you working with ex-offenders because uh, you have got a history where you love those people and God's called you to them. Maybe you've got a unique gifting to reach out to people that are at the lowest point of their lives that they'll ever be in. They're in mental crisis. You being you will grow Telford Minster. Not us all being the same. I remember... uh, I think it was 12 years ago we sang that Hosanna song at Soul Survivor. If you don't know what Soul Survivor is, it was a, a summer conference, uh, 8, 000, between 8,000 and 12,000 young people in a field. It was really smelly. It was grim. We all sat on the floor. It was not okay. But these 12,000 young people sang these lyrics, Lord, break my heart what breaks yours. Everything I have for your kingdom's cause. Everything I have. Every little ounce of gifting within me, Lord, use. I wonder how many times have we sung that song and we've just flippantly just said it. I've done it. We sang, I see a generation rising up to take their place. Well, guys, guess what? You are the generations who need to rise up and take their place in the church. Using every ounce of gifting you have, whether you know it or not. Jesus doesn't call the all sorted. He calls us to be unique and in his presence. The thing is, when we own our own uniqueness, we allow other people to be themselves too. When you are you, you allow the other people to be themselves. When you are the ear, you allow someone else to be the nose. When you are the knee, you allow someone else to be the mouth if we extrapolate it from 1 Corinthians. You've got your own part to play. Will you play it? You have a place. We don't want to just grow Telford Minster to all look the same. We need us to be all in. We need us to play our own part. The question is, will we let Jesus equip us to be ourselves? Because my job's taken. Sarah's job is taken. Your job, I hope, is only taken by you. You can only be you. Why don't we stand? We're going to just ask the Spirit to come. Jem, this week, uh, sent me a text reminding me of, of Revelation 3.20. And some of us will know it really well. 
And it's, uh, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with them and they with me. God is knocking on the door. And he's saying, would you let me in? With all the strengths, with all the weaknesses, with all the gifting I have. Would you let me in? And I'll let you in. Whether we got it together or whether we don't. I'm just going to pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? Thank you, Father, that we all have our own unique place. Whether we are five, whether we're 95. You've called us to be a part of your church. You've called us to be part of Telford Minster. You've called us to be part of the church in Telford. You've called us to be part of the church in this nation and in this world. And that we have a unique calling to be ourselves.